0: On this episode of Survivor Angels, I will be conversing with a psychotherapist and clinical social worker trained and licensed in therapy. Her name is Mary Shannon Meyer, and we are going to talk about life struggles. Stay tuned.
1: It's time for Survivor Angels, an approach to strengthen trauma survivors. Here, you can escape what draws negativity and engage your positive abilities and the gifts that you've always had. Let's activate your angels. And to help you on that journey, here's Chaplain Jody,
0: Mary Shannon Meyer, I am so happy that you are on this episode of Survivor
2: Angels. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much Jody it's just wonderful to be here thank you. Mary and I we are going
0: to talk what she does in her practice with her counseling and her guidance and in particular with trauma and with life struggles. Where how would how would you assess our society today Mary as far as where people are at with what many say is almost at pandemic levels.
2: It is, has exploded. Um, What I would say is I've been doing this actually um, for close to 30 years. I've been a therapist, um, at the uh, where I'm working now for almost 25 years, and I have not seen such a, um, uh, an explosion of uh, people in need of support. Um, it is a epidemic. It is a we're seeing such increases in mental health issues, and part of it came in from the pandemic, and some of it is just where we are at in the world right now, but. Um, It is high level stuff. And um, fortunately, people are starting to look for help, which is really a good thing. That is that is huge. And there's such a stigma
0: around mental health. So to hear you say that, it's like that that like opens opens the box for hope for people. Yes,
2: yes. Um, That is one thing that I'm seeing as well is that we are starting to address the stigma. We are not done yet, uh, but we are getting closer. We have a lot more information coming out on um, uh, with uh, celebrities who are addressing the issue. We have a lot more um, uh, monies becoming available to help support programs for people to deal with the issues of a mental illness and mental health um, struggles because it is just as common as physical health struggles. And we need to really understand that, that we need to take care of our mental health as well as our physical health to be whole. Exactly. Cause if, if your mental
0: health is, is suffering physically, that will start to deteriorate as well. Yes, absolutely. So your assessment, your professional assessment, is it more of struggles that people are dealing with? Is it more trauma-related, whether it's from abuse or violence or um, accidents that happen? Where where do you see the majority of it coming from, or is it pretty level?
2: It is a lot of everything. There is a lot of trauma Um the clientele that I see are coming in with, with, um, old trauma. Uh, they're coming in with new trauma. They're coming in with generational trauma. Um, they are coming in with, um, maybe not even, uh, be able to point at the trauma, but say, I don't feel right. I am struggling in relationships. I'm struggling in, um, being able to do my work, um, or finding a job, getting out of bed. So there's a lot of things that are are going on with people just not feeling uh, right because they're they're struggling with how they're feeling, as well as the trauma is also there. So for those that are struggling,
0: would you say that it comes from not having been given coping skills in growing up? Is that part of it? at least
2: yes it is um and not wanting to bash our our ancestors because what i what i say to clients oftentimes is that we are flawed people raising flawed people who are raised by flawed people and it is we don't have a lot of my clients i will say you know they'll say i'm 40 50 60 years old why didn't i learn these skills and i say you know, we didn't get this as children because they didn't. Our parents, people who raised us, didn't know. Uh, I it's, it's so refreshing.
0: And you put it so well about being raised by, and it just goes back generation and generation. Yeah. That is a great visual piece for people to grab on Yes. What do you tell them? What and I... I Go ahead. it's different and it, and it and it depends on you know specifically what it is if it's anxiety depression if it's trauma related but just in general
2: well, my biggest thing with my clients and this is my style is to meet people where they're at i also want them to understand there's hope that there is um, that that we are survivors. <laughs> um, people in general are survivors and that, um, they're stronger than they know they are. They just need to tap into that. And I believe that my job is not to fix anybody, but my job is, I just told a client today, um, cause she was doing really well. She's kind of moving out of therapy because she's doing really well. And she said, I just want to thank you. And I said, I've just been steering the boat. I said, you are paddling, you are doing all the other stuff. I'm just trying to keep us out of the weeds. And so what I do, what I tell people is that there's hope. And I always tell if they don't have the hope, because sometimes that happens. I always tell clients that I will hold the hope until they're ready to take it.
0: That's wonderful, because I think so many people are afraid to come in for that first appointment, because number one, it's fear of the unknown. They don't know what's going to happen. They've heard horror stories of where people have just been, how should we say, busted wide open and are so vulnerable, and they're terrified to be vulnerable, but that's not the way it really
2: works, is it? No, and it can. It can. Um, but my, my philosophy is always to say, first thing I always tell clients is it took a lot of courage for you to walk through that door. And that I give you a lot of, a lot of props for that. I give you applause for that because it takes a lot of courage and it isn't about opening somebody wide open. It's about understanding it's sitting with somebody, allowing somebody to tell their story, and for me, it's listening to that and being able to, you know, I get feelings about how I'm able to help and to talk to them about it. And um, I love to use the phrase uh, tools and techniques. And that's a big thing that I, I really like to do is talk about what kind of tools and techniques can we use here to get you back at a place where you're feeling better? Is Is there
0: one age group more so than another that you're seeing right
2: now? I would say for me, in my practice, the majority of the people that I, I am seeing are more, um, oh gosh, I won't even say middle age because I mean, I don't even know where I fit anymore. Um, but right. it's, 40, it's 40, 50, 60 year old people. Um I do see some younger people too. I, my, my caseload runs the gamut. I have 18 year olds um, and I also have um, my oldest client is probably 90. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Give that
0: person a whole lot of credit for their courage to come in at 90.
2: You know, I I the first part of my career, Jody, I spent working only with seniors, which is interesting because I wasn't a senior at that time. And now I am seeing younger people, but um I was working with people 60, 70, 80, 90, 90 years old back then when I started my career. And oftentimes they would say, "It's too late for me. Why am I doing this now?" And my response is, "It's never too late. It's never too late." And you can, it's better to have some peace in as much time as you have left than not. So let's do the work. And some of the work was, again, it was definitely trauma work back then. A lot of physical, mental, emotional, sexual trauma that people were going through that they lived their lives holding on to that and they wanted to deal with it. They wanted to have some peace in the later part of their life. So it
0: it did correlate to the fact that they were getting older. Yes. But it wasn't necessarily, At least I, I think this is what I'm hearing, it wasn't necessarily the fact that um, I don't know how much time I have left on this earth and I'm afraid of what's coming next.
2: No, I didn't think it was that way. It wasn't like looking for... Um, uh, um, uh, forgiveness or anything like that. I think it was more along the lines. Yes. What you're talking about is there is a, there's, um, a psychological, um, uh, theory about, uh, the stages we go through. And one of the stages in the later part of life is where you, uh, go over your life story and you kind of come to terms with it. And it's sometimes people get really stuck in that, that place. And so the the job that I had was to help people understand and to forgive themselves or others and forgiveness. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but, uh, to be able to, to, uh, so they could move on.
0: Right. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, because we assume so much, yeah. And so many times what we assume is like completely wrong and it's like, okay, so where did I get that th- from? Is it the media that's feeding this or, or or what is it? Because I am so far off base, I'm out of the ballpark yeah. on what is actually going on with people and where they're at and what concerns them and what are they afraid of. And right. I
2: mean, just take it right on down the line. Right, exactly. Exactly. Fear is what drives a lot of that is just plain old fear. Fear of whatever. And I address a lot of that in therapy is just fear. And
0: I think that'll probably be another podcast. So we've got and we've got fear. So (laughs) so stay tuned, everybody, because we'll be talking more with Mary here. (laughs) So now I want to move on to I know that you've had some help in your practice yeah and it is not from how shall we say someone from this world Correct. or some things from this world.
2: Would you Correct. care to explain? Absolutely. I um I have been doing this like I said a long time and what I have learned is that when I try to think it through, I, I have a theory. It's another thing too. a difference between the head and the heart and the head to me. And this is, this is based on a lot of uh, theories that are out there. So it just is my way of interpreting things like different kinds of therapy treatments. Okay. But I say the, the head is where our intellect is. It's also where our analyzing, um, uh, uh judgment, um, things like that is the head. It's not evil. It's just oftentimes overdeveloped. We're constantly questioning and analyzing and judging and blaming and things like that ourselves in here. The heart is also what I consider to be intuition. The, uh, you know what, you know, what, you know, type thing. And a lot of my work is getting people connected with the two of them because that's where the big work is in the heart area. Uh, that's where we change that's where we learn if we work in the head we're spinning for a long time Um, we work in the heart so um, given that I have found that if I'm working too hard thinking things through and trying to use theories and stuff that I make a mess of it (laughs) and um, what I found is that when I am able to relax and get out of my own way it's spirit it's it's, um, higher power, it's angels, it's whatever word you want to use. It's that, that, that gift that God, um, I become the vessel and I get the information from spirit that tells me, um, things that I should say. And it doesn't like, I don't hear somebody talking in my head, but I get a lot of pictures. I'm highly visual, visual, Um, but I also, but I just feel this this feeling that we should talk about this or, um, I can help with that. And, um, I know that when I'm still and listen to it, um, things go well as another thing I've learned is that if I hear it twice or I see it twice or I feel it more than one time, I have to say it out loud. And all my clients know that because I'll say, yeah, it came to me twice. So here we go. I got to say this out loud and it, it hasn't failed me yet. So
0: oh, when, when, when you get that confirmation or that affirmation, what whatever you want to call it, it's like, okay, we've got to run with this now. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's the way, like I said, you know, even with the angels, when I'm writing the blogs or I'm thinking about um, who should, who should be on the podcast, who do people need to hear from? The angels are constantly feeding me. And when I get it more than once, if I'm not paying attention, then they're, they're just butting me in the head three, four, yes. four times going, hello, hello.
2: I call it, I, I call it the, um you know, the little tap on the shoulder. And if we don't listen, it just gets harder and harder. And then I say, all of a sudden we get hit up across the head with the cosmic two by four. And then we get it. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> and then we do what we're supposed to do. That's right. That's right. Have, have any of your clients picked up on this at all do you have any that are intuitive enough perceptive enough to say oh i think that you you uh are tapped into a higher
2: source um some do i um i i i come at this with a lot of respect especially to um what i'm what i perceive as well as to to the clients I'm working with. So I usually do a lot of listening to clients. So I never want them to feel as if I am uh, going to tell them what I'm where I'm at. I want to know where they're at. And so there are some of my clients that that um, are not um, at that level. And there are some that are and those those people i tell them sometimes that i i put on my therapy hat and then sometimes they take off the therapist hat and i put on the spiritual hat and so they know what that's all about so i said okay now this is coming from the spiritual piece of it and um then i'll say that and then and if it's not then i'll say okay the therapy hat goes back on now so
0: I have I have not had the privilege of working with you. Maybe I should, Mary, although I think we're too good of <laughs> friends. For that. Right, right. We'd end up in trouble. But um, just because we are going to come back and we are going to visit more here in the future. Like I said, we've got forgiveness and fear already, two topics that we're going to tackle. And I think anxiety and depression is is another biggie that we need to take a really deep dive yeah. Yeah. for our listeners. Um but just as as we close this off for this um edition of the podcast what advice would you give to our viewers and our listeners that are thinking i don't want to get up tomorrow i don't want to face the day or that something is going to you know be part of their day tomorrow that they're like i just i don't know how i'm going to deal with it what advice would you give them as they retire for the
2: night here i first thing i would say is to Be gentle with yourself. Um, First thing when you're feeling, I I don't want to face the day tomorrow is it's going to be a rough day. Number one is to take a deep breath. And that's something we can talk about, too, because breathing is so important. Um, It is it's not special. You don't have to take a class on how to breathe. But just allowing the, the oxygen into your body and taking a deep breath can calm you. And then being gentle with yourself and telling yourself that you're on the journey. The fact that you're listening to a podcast, the fact that you're aware that getting up in in the morning is going to be is really hard, that you're struggling and you're reaching out. Give yourself credit for that. Give yourself credit for that. Kind of give yourself an emotional hug and tell yourself. I'm on my journey now. It's going to be better. Every day is going to be better. And it will. It takes time and it takes work, but you can get there.
0: Mary, thank you so much. I so appreciate you and I appreciate you coming on Survivor Angels. And so I will say until next time, take care.
2: Thank you so much, Jody. Talk to you soon.
1: Thanks again for joining Chaplain Jody on Survivor Angels. For more information, go to chaplainjody.me. That's ChaplainJody.me and on Facebook at SurvivorAngels-ChaplainJody. Sound effects for the show created by Andre Opate and provided by Pixbay. This is Dave Schrader. Until next time, sending you off to activate your angels.